Dear Single Mom, welcome to our 10th episode. I'm your host, Meg Delagrange, and I know it's been a little while since I've recorded something for all of us, but I'm a single mom myself, and that's why I kind of like to show up to this space and read what I write to myself, and I just hope that in reading what I write to myself, these letters to myself, that they're going to resonate with someone else, because we're all on different journeys, and I think we can learn a lot about hearing what someone else is going through. Without further ado, let's get started with today's episode. Dear Single Mom, I'm empty of all my answers. I think the hardest thing to do is admit that. And it's hard to look inward, but a lot of us don't want to or don't even know how. So we keep going and we keep hitting walls and we can't figure out why. Sure, life happens and hard things happen, but we can only blame them for so long for how we struggle or feel. Is it really life's circumstances that are the fault of you getting into the same type of relationship over and over and over and over? You know, I used to blame a lot of things. I used to blame my parents for not raising me better. I used to blame the environment that I grew up in for not giving me the knowledge and life skills that I needed to make it in the world world as a successful human being. I blamed a lot of different things on not being who I wanted to be. But the truth was, I came to learn, was that it all had to do with what was inside of me. None of us have all the answers. No one does. No one's responsible for our happiness. But for me, I thought there had to be an answer somewhere. And when I started looking inward, I find out that the more that I discovered, the less I knew. Maybe we try to just stop feeling or thinking at all because it doesn't feel like there's any other way. So yes, I'm showing up today to say I don't have any answers. I was a blamer and a shamer for so many years. My heart got harder and I fell deeper into depression as a result. Yes, I dealt with clinical depression and hormone issues, but there was a different type of depression that I encountered and I knew it was different than the physical depression I had experienced because it it was just different. I I, I just... I don't know how to tell you that I knew, but I and I just knew. I I knew that I didn't know how to love or be loved, but I made myself believe that I was an expert because I'd been so hurt and so since I'd been so hurt, I knew how to not hurt others or so I thought. At at every turn though, I found myself hurting others and not being perfect myself. I I tried so hard to be perfect though. I learned to say all the right things and I tried to become someone that people would like. And I got so good at this game 
that I convinced myself that I was really good, but I kept hitting walls. No one could see it, but I knew it. Last April, in April of 2017, I showed up to a counseling session to heal from trauma and sexual abuse. For me, there's a long, deep history of those things, and it runs deep in my family history as well. I feel like I was born into dysfunction. But here's the thing. When I showed up to that counseling session, I really wasn't convinced that I actually needed it. Because you see, I've been going to counseling since my daughter was a baby and I ended up in the ER because I was suicidal and they made me go to counseling. And I've kept going. I've kept working on my personal health, I guess you could say, uh, whatever the proper term is for it. So now I've got seven years of counseling under my belt and I've heard about this lady that works with sexual abuse survivors, domestic violence survivors, trauma survivors, and people are telling me I should go and I read her list of symptoms of why you might need it and I know that it hits on some key areas that I've never really been able to work through with even other amazing counselors that I've seen. So I showed up even though I felt like I had a pretty good handle on myself and who I am. I wasn't ready for what happened next because I began to find out how messy I was deep, deep, deep inside, deep underneath layers that I didn't even know existed. There were more repressed memories and layers of resentment, patterns that are toxic, that were keeping me captive. Ugh, I wasn't ready for it. But I was tired of dating the same type of guy over and over. I was tired of noticing the same life cycles and patterns and I thought if there's a way a way out of this a way that I can work through whatever this is and get to the other side of it it's worth a try I want to thrive like people that I see thriving thriving for real not just a pretend thriving not just good at putting on their masks but actually thriving thriving when they're all alone and thriving at night when they go to bed, thriving even if they're all by themselves and not in a relationship. I want that kind of thriving. So I showed up. I showed up week after week after week after week. I cried. Sometimes I would be driving down the road and a memory would hit me, assault me rather, a memory that I had put out of my mind because my body was doing a good job at protecting me, a rightful job of protecting me from these memories and moments that were so brutally painful and invasive and traumatic that I had blocked them. But now my body knew that I was in a safe place and my body knew that I was capable of 
opening these memories and looking at them and remembering them capable of not running away anymore, not shutting down. I was gaining strength week by week. But I wasn't gaining more answers. I don't know how to tell you that that makes sense or that that is helpful. But it is. It, it's been exhausting and terrifying and beautiful. But when I walk into the space with my counselor, into the space in my own home now, into the space that I've created in my car, it's a shame-free zone. It's not a zone that needs answers. It's not a zone that shames me for, for anything that I feel. And I discovered that shame and blaming other people for where I found myself. Yes, wrongs were done to me. But was it helping to live in a state of blaming someone else for where I was today? No, shame and blame were my barriers to living fully alive. Some of us were so shamed for anything and everything when we were growing up. Shamed for eating the last bit of food of something that was in the fridge if you were like me and you grew up where poverty was prevalent. Shame for, in my case, how I dressed. I was raised with rape culture thinking that a girl asks for it if she exposes too much. And so anything that happened to me, it must be because, in my mind, it was... It must have been because I did something wrong. Of course I wasn't right. And of course, if you've been raped and sexually abused, it's not because of anything you've done wrong. But that was the logical, persistent, shaming type of thinking that I grew up with. So much so that it became the identity that I believed I was and a behavior that felt like the right thing to do. To be honest, I've been going to trauma counseling for over a year now, and I'm still not sure that I can love or be loved. Because, like I said at the beginning, I, I'm empty of all my answers. I know I still have layers of blaming and shaming and hiding to uncover. I feel like every relationship that I've been in has been some type of a story that I've been watching my body be involved in, but I've been outside of my body just watching. And I want to be in my body, even if it means that right now I say that I don't have any answers and I don't even know if I can be loved in this body. But I'm willing to try. I'm okay with not being okay. Because I would rather be inside of my body and be existing in this moment than having answers and dictating where my body should go and what it should do and who it should be when that's a lie. An identity that is fabricated an identity that exists because of 
the abuse and the shame and the blame. But what if I could own just my breathing? What if I could own my existence today? What if I could just be in my body and and start right here? And what if we all could? I wish we could just let our insides be seen. I wish we could, each of us, be empty for our answers for just a moment so that we could come inside of our bodies and just breathe and just exist and just be truly seen for who we are. And maybe then we'll even see, begin to see what we're capable of. I wish we could all let go of the blaming or the shaming that we don't even know we're living with. I wish we could show up for each other in the middle of our messes and not need to fix it or shove it away for each other. I've been one to hear what someone else is going through and in response to what they're going through, my my body steps out and it says, I've been through this and here's a solution for what you're going through. Because I've done that because I wasn't okay with just sitting and being here with you or with me in not and in, in not having any answers in the pain or in the happiness, whatever it is. And now I'm showing up and I invite you to show up too. In this space, we could be here without any answers and we could let ourselves feel and own up to our own parts and our own existence. And we could really be okay with not having answers. Thank you for listening to today's letter to Dear Single Mom. If you have topics that you would like to just chat about, questions that you have, I would love to hear them. And if you are enjoying this podcast, I would love and be honored if you would leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening to. I know today's episode does not have music in the background, and that's because I'm experimenting about which way is the best way to upload these podcasts and and what's going to be the best uh, user experience, user listening experience, I guess. So tell me what you think and let me know if any of this resonated with you. I will be back again eventually with another episode for Dear Single Mom. And I just thank you for being on this journey with me.